Well, this Sunday, John the Baptist arrives on the scene, a familiar character uh, during Advent. The prophet who prepares the way for Jesus Christ. And, you know, right away, he gets into a confrontation with, well, he pretty much always gets into a confrontation, but he gets into a confrontation with the Pharisees, same people that Jesus would have many confrontations with. And so let's review a little bit. Remember that everyone thought the Pharisees were the best Jews, you know, the best at adhering to the law, the Mosaic law. Everyone thought that, including the Pharisees. And they made sure that everyone knew that they were the best at following the law. And publicly they would be seen, you know, following all of the rules, etc., 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 so that everybody could see how great they were. Well, the other thing they did is that they made sure that everyone who wasn't as good as them knew it. They made sure that, that everyone else knew that they weren't being faithful to the law. And they'd always point it out. They'd always be hypercritical on everyone else. They were the ones in their, their ivory tower. And uh, so they show up at this, you know, John the Baptist is doing what his name says. He's baptizing. And here come the Pharisees. It seems to be a bit of a scene. The Pharisees show up to be baptized. John the Baptist basically, it sounds like, denies them baptism. What are you doing here? You don't have repentance. This is a baptism of repentance. It's not baptism, you know, Christian baptism. Not yet. It's a baptism of repentance. You don't repent of anything. Essentially is what John the Baptist is saying. Because you don't think you ever do anything wrong. So why are you here? What what do you think you're doing here? You need to change your ways and bring some fruit, some fruit out of your lives and some repentance to come here and be able to receive this baptism. And then John the Baptist, he gets even more stern, you know, with the language about uh, threshing floor and wheat and all that stuff. So here's the thing. I, you know, I used to be up north and there's all these farmers up north and I don't know anything about agriculture. So I would try to explain to them some of these agricultural, you know, motifs, and they would just laugh at me throughout my homilies. But anyway, so if I get it wrong, just know that, you know, I'm doing my best. So basically, you'd have wheat, right? You'd have the the heads of wheat, and you'd have to separate the fruit of the wheat from the chaff. And to do that, you'd have to essentially beat the living daylights out of it, the threshing floor to separate the wheat from the chaff, just beat the heck out of it. And then you'd have these winnowing fans, and you could toss the wheat up into the air, and since the chaff was really light, it would blow away. And then you would, you'd be left with the kernels you know, of the wheat that you could actually make food out of. So the, the imagery that is put before us is that God is doing, <laughs> God is doing the beating to all of us. This is the image John the Baptist, not the image John the priest is giving you, John the Baptist is giving you, giving all of us, that this is what God is doing, this process of hammering, and then he's separating the good from the bad, the wheat from the chaff. This is, this is what we are to understand God is up to. 
You ever wonder why it feels like you're getting beat up in life? You might think, is God doing this? Well, it turns out he might be. Sometimes he might be. Sometimes he might be, you know, proving us in the oven, as it were. He might be preparing us, strengthening us, and also kind of figuring out who's going to remain faithful and not. So, when we look at the gospel, God is up to this purification process on all of his people. And the Pharisees particularly are in need of it, although they don't think they need it, and nobody else would presume that they need it because they're the best of the best. But John the Baptist sees right through them and sees that they need it most of all. Because of this dynamic that they have, the pride, the arrogance, the lording it over people. We move to the second reading. St. Paul talks about how we are to be welcoming to one another, encouraging to one another. You see, the Pharisees were not encouraging. Yet everybody struggles with their faith. Back then they struggled with their faith. The, the Pharisees probably struggled with the two, but they, they just put on airs like they weren't. But everybody struggles with their faith. In every time, in every generation, it's natural. But the Pharisees would condemn and criticize if people weren't good enough. What did Jesus do? He spent time with the people who, quote, weren't good enough. He wanted to be around them most of all, not the perfect. And the Pharisees would criticize and criticize if people didn't live up to the standard they believed they ought to. I think this might give us an occasion then to consider how we treat one another. You know, it's amazing in our, uh, in our culture with, with so much online things. People have, have the opportunity and apparently the willingness to be incredibly vicious with one another. You know, you don't have to look another person in the face. You can just send an email or, or comment on Facebook. What are they going to do, unfriend you? You know, if anybody of you use Facebook anymore. I don't let anybody be my friend. People have asked, why, why don't you let me be your friend? Well, you're not my friend. It's Facebook. I'm just here for the, for the Led Zeppelin updates. <laughs> you might think I'm joking. <laughs> so, you know, but we, we go online and we can say all kinds of things. We can get irate with one another, defriend each other, and then it's this big thing, you know. People are able to get into these conf conflagrations and, and, and arguments over the, the littlest things. And I suppose just because we have multimedia doesn't mean that this sort of interaction is new. How do we treat one another? How do we treat one another? A, uh, my, my priest's mentor, God bless his soul, um, said this. I want to get the quote right. Be kind, for everyone you meet is fighting a great battle. Be kind, for everyone you meet is fighting a great battle. This is so true. Every single person in here is fighting a great battle, and maybe more than one. 
battles of loneliness and depression, battles of anger and resentment, battles of of being forgotten or feeling forgotten or abandoned, all kinds of battles we face, battles of shame, battles of guilt, on and on and on, every single one of us. And sometimes out of that pain, we treat each other poorly. It's pretty common. It's actually usually the reason. Out of what we're trying to work through, we're awful sometimes to each other. But if we could get to a place, and this is what Father Doug was getting at, if we could get to a place where we could understand that every single one of us is fighting the kind of battles that we are. What great empathy we could stir up within ourselves and understanding. What what a great opportunity then it could be to be more hospitable and kind. You know, I think about it as a parish, we're all on the same team. And you might say, well, not those Republicans. Well, that's what I'm getting at. We're all on the same team. We have more in common than we have in disagreement. Far more in common. We see the truth. We see the truth of Jesus Christ. We see the truth of the one who has redeemed us. And we come here to receive that grace. And so it's fitting that here we would be so welcoming with one another understanding with one another, kind to one another. Let's not be like the Pharisees who attacked and condemned, found fault, complained and complained. Let us hold ourselves to a higher standard, not just here, but in our families, in our homes, so that there is really something different about us, Look at how kind these people are. Look at how loving these people are. And what a blessing and a gift that will be to all of us in our lives. Please stand.